0: A crazy podcast about DC with your host E-Rock and PD When we speak up, you get your keeps up Cause you know you about to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy. And listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of gossip. Uh...
1: in the greater dc extended universe welcome to another episode of straight out of gotham episode 51 we are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the batman podcast network hosted by batman on film make sure you check out all the other great shows uh there's links on batman on film um i believe bat podcast batman podcast network is no longer active so head on over to bof check out the other great shows uh, there's tons of them, it's a buffet, lovely, lovely stuff I'm your co-host with the other side of the Hudson River, senior contributor who said Batman on film I am Peter Arvera, and today we're recording on September 27, 2021 As always, we have a great show for you today But I'd like to remind you, all the faithful listeners If you take the time to rate and review our show on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes uh, And we read your uh, review on air, you enter our contest And uh, you will get a special surprise pack uh, don't forget, September is still ongoing, so make sure you uh, get to rating and reviewing like Rotten Tomatoes. Now, let me introduce my other partner in crime, the pound-for-pound leaf-raking and bagging champion of Oldfield, a fellow Batman on Film contributor, ladies and gentlemen,
0: Mr. Eric Holzman. Hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. Champ? Yeah, man. Uh, rough day, rough day. The leaves are finally starting to fall. and Busy was- season. It's so another thing. Another thing you have to practice. Like people think it's just raking these, but you have to do it with speed and precision. And it's very are you very a plastic
1: rake or a metal intricate. rake?
0: Guy? Nope, I'm a metal rake guy. Always Ooh. have been. Sometimes even wooden. If it's a wooden rake, a wooden I'll rake. do that okay. too. Yeah. All right, all right. yeah, yeah, There's some made from bamboo as well. Okay. Um, but I, I usually go with the pla- with the metal or the um, the wooden if I have to choose.
1: Okay. All right. So, you know, do you use uh, batting gloves, golf gloves, any kind of grip? Stick them. No,
0: I'm okay. It's you know better with just your hands. Uh, you don't need to wear gloves to rake leaves. Uh, it can be a little messy at times, especially if they're wet or whatever. But you know, you kind of just do it and make sure you, you do it, it again with speed. It's that's it's this is all about speed and how many bags you can fill at one time in a certain time frame. And, and how many pounds like
1: of that. leaves have you uh, raked for your championship here?
0: Wow. Um that's a good question. I always just count the number of bags. <laughs> really? I thought it was I thought it was the amount of <laughs> well, the Each weight. bag holds about twenty pounds, I think. Okay. Of leaves.
1: Twenty pounds.
0: I don't know. Is. I just know I do it and then when they say oh, the winner, I'm winning. So
1: that's all I know. All right. He is a confident champion.
0: <laughs> that's all. And I yes, but um I'm trying to teach my nephews how to do it so I could pass this on. So I don't have kids of my own. and teach teach my nephews. They're leaf
1: they're leaf blower guys.
0: How to do this? Well, Matt, you know, like in Jersey too. This time of year, the leaves start falling, and yeah, there's a lot of them. So yeah, on Long Island, it's the same thing. A lot of leaves start falling. I have a bunch of trees in my backyard, Free so I can fun. practice there. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a um, it's kind of a thing every kid learns to do, right? I'm sure you learned when you were younger. Yeah, your mom your mom made you rake some leaves. Well. My dad loved to do it, and then my dad passed. So, there we go. Now so, you, thank you for bringing that up, though. That's something. That's another one of my my feats that I don't talk much about, but I'm glad that you actually
1: did the research. All all in the book, the book that I'm <laughs> writing, <laughs> the life and times of Eric Holzman, Long Island's true Aquaman, from first fish fish stick to the last. <laughs> uh, it should be in sh- on shelves within the next year. So, so what else has been going on, man? Uh you me. Uh, you know, it's Twitter's been kind of quiet. I think. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, outside of Justin just saying the craziest things, uh, <laughs> he has his takes. <laughs> yes. He, he definitely he's has got, his takes. He's got something. He's absolutely <laughs> insane. Um. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I just kind of. I feel like we're in the home stretch here before the Batman and
0: yeah. I'm End of the thinking. year too, right? Like yeah. now we're starting to the the holiday season. You know, fandom Halloween, is uh you know yeah, only fandom. Only, what? 10 Three days away? What? That's the 16th? Something like that. Yeah, so it's a couple of weeks. A couple weeks away. But I'm I'm yeah, I mean <sighs> I know you're pumped about the Jets. No, we're not even talking about them. We'll just skip over the Jets. We could talk about the Yankees. We could talk about the Yankees. That's fine. Uh, I'm not talking about the Jets yet. Um, So there's not really much to talk about. So what am I going to say? They're terrible right now. Do you miss Adam Gase? Not at all. That is one thing I can confidently say. I do not miss Adam Gase. I do not miss him. Okay. But no, but, like, the Yankees, like we were just talking before we got on air, they just swept the Red Sox. They yeah. They are, what, a game and a half, two games up?
1: On um, Boston, wild card yeah. First Walker. Oh, yeah, I love right? Toronto, yeah. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Um, You know, just you never know on a week-to-week
0: basis what they're going to do. true, man. This has been a – Jekyll the Jekyll and Hyde season You ride right, the highs, the highs, too. and you're just at the low of lows,
1: and you're like, wow, this is
0: – They won 13 in a row, then they lost, what, seven in a row? The – it's been crazy yeah it's been a crazy year to be a yankee fan but again at least they're giving us something to talk about they which they usually do they're still in the thick of it
1: you know they're above 500
0: yep they're above 500 and they're in the thick of a wild card race Yeah, so So, could be worse did you hear all the the weird tiebreaker scenarios no did uh, you hear how it works uh no but i know they're insane All right, I'll just just speak to one of them, because if not, we could do a whole show on this. That's how crazy they are. So if if three teams end up tied, so like the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox, say they ended up tied. What happens is the first team gets to play the second team. And um, whoever wins from that matchup gets in. But then the second team gets to play the third team again Mm -hmm. to see if they get in again yeah basically yeah which is crazy, like I don't know why yeah. can't they just I mean, like
1: isn't that what you want though like you, you essentially you know that's why they created this wild card scenario, and yeah, then but the then the first place team. team's
0: gonna have to play again, right, like they play again well, you, gotta find out the, who, you gotta
1: find out right. who the actual first place team is, so you play the first right. place game,
0: so it's crazy now you it, in that scenario, you get two walker games. Possibly, well, you'll get three of them, but you you'll get two for the for both the first yeah. and second place. You know, yeah. Third place seems the only one that kind of is asked out in that scenario. What are you gonna
1: do? What are you? I know. Do? So That's why they play the game, Susan.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, good old John Sterling. Anyway, so uh, do we want to tell everyone about the news, or do you want to hold off on that till next time? You want to talk about the little bit of news that we've had since our last show?
1: Uh, I mean, I was going to wait, but <laughs> I think you want to talk about it because you well, brought it up. <laughs>
0: well, you, I mean, like, we can't you... talk about, we can't really talk about the, the promotion or anything yet. That's that stuff, well, we have to still stay on this, on the back burner, but um, I mean, B he, he and I were contacted yeah. by Manscaped to possibly sponsor us. So we're going to have a one month trial and um, it'll be in October and we'll get all the details to you guys then. um but they send us a nice package and of all their products to try them out, so we're gonna do that. And then, starting in October, we'll talk more about uh, everything that's going on with the promotion. But it was pretty cool for us because I mean, we're just this little podcast that could. And then now it's it's cool that companies are noticing us, which I think is is pretty cool.
1: Who would have known? Um, right?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, guys. So look so look out for that next month uh but again we'll have more t- details when the time comes so all right so of course we have our show set for you we have a great rundown setup obviously we're going to go through a number of topics and we're going to start off with now we don't really talk much about music on here but pete and i are both fans of this band and they recently had a um a milestone so nirvana uh everyone knows nirvana was one of the that was instrumental in breaking the grunge scene in the early 90s. And their first album, or it might have been their second album, but their first album that hit was Nevermind, and it turned 30. And um, I can speak from personal experience about this because I remember how crazy it was. Yes, I'm an old man. I I was just starting, I was a freshman in high school when this album came out. That's the um, perfect age, man. I'm so jealous of you. Yeah, and it was it took the world by storm it changed music so much is that it? yes that pop radio stations went to a grunge format like Z100 for a while here in New York which is, which is the big pop station here it was a grunge format for a while oh god which is crazy to think about if you know Z100 if you live in this area i'm Z100's pretty a lot of people know it nationally too because it's a big name is it um, is it that big It is. I I know a lot of people do know of it because they do a lot of cross promotions with other radio stations in other cities. Uh, So, and now I think it's part of, is it iHeart or something? I don't know. Probably. I think it's part of iHeart. So then you have that. So everyone can listen to iHeart now. So yeah, so that's how big that album was. And I mean, it's loaded with hits. Of course, Smells Like Teen Spirit is the big hit that everyone knows that album for. The whole album's full of uh bangers they're, yeah they're it's like a really amazing. great album breed um yep it's sad when you think about what could have been uh, obviously Kirk Cobain took his life and that kind of ended them but we wouldn't have the Foo Fighters without Nirvana hitting obviously Dave Grohl became a huge star with mm. the Foo Fighters so you know yeah. but that that album yeah, like I said, it was very instrumental. So, Pete, you're a little younger. When did you first listen to that album? Do you remember? Oh, and- for me, like, I, the first time I really heard
1: the album, I'd have to say I was probably in, like, eighth, ninth grade. So, it was, you know, obviously, it was like, that that age, right? Um, and I remember just, like, I, I originally thought it was their first album at the time. I didn't know about Bleach. So, like, I was new, and I learned about them, and, I you know, it's just their music is just like, you you can see why it resonates to young people, you know, where they're trying to figure things out and everything. And, you know, some people don't have a, you'd say the privileges of others and you could see why they would relate to some of his music and how they would try to interpret it some way. So like, you could see that like looking back at it now, as like a mid thirties male looking back. and like, okay, like I, I I get what I was doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like it spoke is the first, it was the first movement that I remember that spoke directly to my generation. Like, in that time frame, I that I spoke lived.
1: to mine as a years later, oh. like he, he was right. kind of transcending there, you know, right?
0: But I and just remember, like, that's
1: two real albums, like In Utero and Nevermind. Are yep. you know, di- you know they had a Pat Smear, but like that was still after the fact. But like, you know, once they made the change from Channing to to growl, it changed everything,
0: yep. Yeah, so this, that. Again, turned 30 this year. And there's an article on Variety where they talk about, they talk to a bunch of different execs and people who, and their influences are there um, reminiscing of what that album was and what Nirvana was. And it's a pretty cool article, guys. So if you want to really it, check it out, the Variety. most
1: interesting thing I took out of that article was something I just found out. And it was that the band loved having food fights. Like there are several quotes from different individuals being like, and this ended in a food fight, and they loved having food fights. Like, it, it was brought up. I was like, "Well, I had no idea that the, they just had food fight like, randomly. They would just start food fights. That's crazy. And uh, it's funny. Like, and if you just scroll through that article, you'll read it. And it's it, it makes you laugh, you know. Even do a quick like Control F I think or yeah to search. Um, it's 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 pretty funny. And I was like, food fights. That's interesting but all
0: right. So everyone knows like the hits from that album or most people do. Obviously you guys smells like team spirit. Come as you are breed. Um, lithium. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite song from that album?
1: Uh, stay away is really good. Stay away is very good. Um, it's probably breed to be honest with you. I like lounge act a lot though,
0: to be honest. Yeah. It's funny. I might have to lean
1: towards lounge act.
0: It's funny. This is probably gonna sound uh, crazy, but because of um, or maybe people think I might not be telling the truth because it's it's was in the Batman trailer. But I lo- I've always loved something in the way.
1: <laughs> Stay away, yeah.
0: So uh, oh, something in the way, yeah. Something in the way, yeah. Endless, so,
1: nameless. That's always been a fan favorite. Polly, like the whole album is like I'm I'm looking yes. at the track listing, like wow, like I, smells like Teen Spirit is my favorite because it's like it's like uh, I, it's what everyone says but it's like one through 13 is just
0: territorial pissings. I love tutorial pissings. Well, the thing, the thing about tells smells like teen spirit is it was the perfect song to launch that era. And this album, like mm. it's just such, it's a hard song from beginning to end. Um, so I, that's why I think that song in, in the time capsule gets so much attention. It's a great song. And it just, it really launched the grunge era on a, that plane, end, on, um, on a
1: plane. Hmm on a plane that's another good song
0: yeah the whole album is just great songs it's really that song and alive by pearl jam are the two songs that i remember really kicking off the grunge era so i don't like Pearl jam (laughs) sorry it's fine but uh yeah so happy anniversary to this album again and to everyone who grew up on it people my age who were in teenagers during that time and um who related with the album um, you know, I hope you guys have listened to it. I'm sure you have, but I know sometimes we put things away. I don't
1: think I don't think Nico's ever heard this
0: album. Really? Who knows? We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do something about that then. I what else didn't he? He didn't see some Matrix. He didn't see Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. Oh, we gotta someone's gotta learn that kid. We gotta learn that kid. So uh, shout out to Nico, obviously. Uh, but yeah, so again, Nirvana. Um, never mind, 30th anniversary, guys. Check out the article again; it's on Variety. If you want to read a little bit more, there's some really pretty cool stories in there. If you want to check those out? Go ahead. So we also got we started to get a little bit more news. We're getting closer to fandom, so I think they're starting to tease things a little yeah, bit more baby. now, right? So um, Andy muschetti tweeted out a picture that got a lot of attention. Or he tweeted, and he put on Instagram. I think it was both places, or maybe just
1: he—he's he, not on Twitter, just IG. Yeah.
0: Okay. So he, he put it on Instagram. Sorry about that. And it was a picture of the bat suit <gasps> in red. Oh no! With the flash symbol. Oh no! In the middle of the of the bat symbol, like it was fanboys went crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean, we all know that. Um obviously Michael Heaton's in this film and he, Batman has a pretty big role in it from what I've been, what I've gleaned from reading things and some people in the know. So I thought it was cool. Like I saw that and I thought it was a pretty cool photo uh, to get the ball rolling. Again, he's not an idiot. Like he's doing it to drum up interest and to keep people on their toes. So Pete, what did you think when you saw? Uh,
1: my first thought was this reminds me of the Jared Leto Batfleck Joker <laughs> That Hot Toys was selling. I was like, "Is this?" I was waiting for like the the announcement of like the Ezra <laughs> Miller, Michael Keaton, Flash, whatever. You know, like, I don't know one or the other. Uh, so that's the first thing that came ahead, and I just I thought it was something cool for Batman Day. Who knows if it's in the movie? We'll see. Um, but uh, you know, I thought it was something just uh, a little, you know, a little fun that he had, and he loved showing off those logos. So
0: yeah, what. like it kind of. It kind of harkened back to the uh, some of the little videos that Leto was putting out before he played the Joker in Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. um, dropping little hints here and there. Same thing what they did with the Dark Knight campaign. I remember they would drop little hints here and there um, to sh- for that film. So it's a, it was a pretty cool thing to see. Of course, it fires everyone up, which is exactly what they want. They want to drum up interest in the movie, so... It was pretty cool. I thought it was um harmless fun, but again, you there's no such thing as harmless fun anymore, I don't think. <laughs> no, everyone's think,
1: gotta be everyone's gotta figure out what and when and why. Yep.
0: Everyone has to read into things way, way too deep. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um we, know that. Uh, Yeah. So of course, since we last recorded, Batman Day has come and gone. Um I believe the last podcast we did was the day before Batman Day, so what did you do on Batman Day, Pete? Anything?
1: Uh, I went and I bought uh, bought a couple of comics. I bought the first appearance of Scarface in the Ventriloquist. Quest. That was cool. I uh, I bought uh, the final. I, I, there are th- Michael Uselin wrote three issues of Detective Comics. I was able to track down the missing issue. So uh, hopefully at the next. Oh, convention- there you know. So yeah, next convention maybe I can get Mister Uselin to sign it. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I uh, I watched some '66, and that was fun. Uh, and that's kind of really that was my Batman day. What about you?
0: I watched '89 oh. and Returns back to back.
1: How was Ozzy doing? Uh, did, you, did you tell him I said hi? Like, huh? How's Ozzy oh. doing? <laughs> did you say, like, hey, Oz, you know, my like, guy, he loves you.
0: I did, of course. He's, I say I. he's, a, he's a cute but Yeah, I watched bird. both of those back to back. Um, I actually made one of the cocktails from the cocktail book I got, the Co- Batman oh, the okay. cocktail book. Which one? Um, It was the Mr. Freeze one. I forget the name because I had this blue liquor and okay, it had okay. that in it. so I made that uh, when I ate dinner to celebrate. So that was just a little bit of stuff I did on Batman. I was busy most of the day, um, but at night when I settled in, I, I did that, so yeah, I mean, it's always I, I it's, it's weird. I own those films and I could watch them anytime, but I usually don't. But on days like that, you know, I'll just put them in. I was deciding whether I wanted to watch the the Dark Knight trilogy or the Burton movies, and I decided to watch the Burton movies. So why didn't you watch some Joel? I don't know. Really? I could like if I if I if I want to stay up all night, I guess I could have watched <laughs> Batman Forever. Uh, I don't know. But- it was- I don't know. I just watched those two and then it was late and I went to sleep. So right. I don't know. But we got more th- stuff from the Batman on a little bit of news. They gave for... us
1: gifts on Batman Day.
0: Yes, they gave us gifts. And there was a tweet by Matt Reeves that he sent out where he was in uh the editing studio. I believe editing. the kids
1: call that the lab.
0: Yes, the lab. And he was in the editing studio <laughs> and he was editing the Batman. And then Giacchino also tweeted out a clip of the orchestra playing uh, the theme. I think it was the theme, right? That's the yes, theme you he heard. In...
1: You're darn tootin' it was. Yes.
0: <laughs> the theme, yeah. The theme from the Batman. Yeah, buddy. And that was incredible. I, I love all that. I love oh, music. it was great.
1: First stuff. of all, I mean, Reeves doesn't tweet out a whole lot. So when he does and it's Batman all right. there... Uh, great little silhouette behind him. We get to see Batman. Mm-hmm. He's grappling something. Love it. Nothing looking more Batman than Batman using his grappling gun. And then Giacono with the score, just getting chill. I can't wait to hear this on film in the theater with my sprite. Like I, I'm, dude. I'm ready. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's really. I think he's the right composer for that. And I, I think he'll really nail it. And I'm just really excited. And that was like the icing, uh, you know, on the Batman Day, right?
0: It really was. I, I thought it was like it was pretty. It wasn't expected. I was. I thought they might do something, um, but I didn't expect it. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's very, very cool." So I loved seeing that. And um,
1: well, we're getting yeah. good stuff in a few. <laughs> you
0: know, a few weeks. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, so, they don't want to spoil us. Yeah, but it's just like. It was another reminder that it's close, right? That's for me, at least, that's what dude, I thought.
1: I'm like, dude, okay, I'm, dude, I'm so pumped for the second trailer. I know you're not. I know you have your your resistance, but I am pumped for the second trailer. I'm pumped. I'm for not resisting.
0: Thing. I'm I you're resisting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I want to see a new one because I've been watching the first one for so long. I need something new. I I
1: I agree. I think it's time to. I think you know.
0: I-, I told you I got to see it when I saw the Suicide Squad. I got to see it on the big screen for the I, first dude, time. I'm I, bummed. I didn't
1: see that. I, I was bummed. My my screenings of Suicide Squad I did not. I was so
0: happy. I was like, "Holy crap!" It was awesome to see on the big screen. So yes, it's like I said. I that was a little reminder. Yeah, it's coming. And now we got this little stuff on Batman Day that it's coming. And. You know, the t- Bill always tweets that the Batman is coming. But now well, he it's is the really, Batman's coming. It's coming. It's really coming. Like it's it's real. It's like like you said before, we're in the home stretch. So that's the
1: hashtag you should be using. Because stretch. Happening. No, the Batman is coming because it's it's
0: actually happening. <laughs> I know, I know. Ah, so that was awesome. That was like another little Batman Day tidbit they gave us, and uh, that was cool, unexpected, really cool thing for them to do. And uh, yeah, it's just again. Now let's get to the trailer. That's the next step. Yes.
1: Quick, uh, fandom in general. What else do you think we're going to get? You think Mm. we're going to, you think we get trailers? We should get trailers for everything. Correct. I'm hoping we get one for black Adam. We have to, they've been done filming.
0: Yep. um, The flash, obviously. Um, Hmm. Aquaman two is not, no, we I might get a little something. I think that's
1: the only thing you won't get a trailer for.
0: Yeah, but no, I don't think that... Um, it was weird because last year this was during the pandemic, so I remember we got all the stuff about the shows, but the shows are ongoing now, like Titans and um, Doom Patrol. and So those shows are ongoing right now. Maybe we'll get a little more something for the Green Lantern show. That'd be nice.
1: I know right. Zednik is dying for more about that. Not so we something on here.
0: that. Um, Batgirl... You know, those kinds of projects. Hopefully we get a little bit more information on those kinds of projects. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a little something more about Gotham Knights, the video game. And Suicide Squad, um, hopefully. Yeah, and the Suicide Squad. So for sure we'll get a little something of, for those two. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more film and TV show based this year because we're not in a pandemic and they have stuff they're actually doing. So, um, Have you been keeping up with the CW shows? I haven't. I've fallen behind on Girl. Again, you just I just have to watch know. it though. Yeah. I have it. Um, it's on my list. I just have to watch it. It's, um, um, so I apologize. Good, but I have not. I want a written apology. <laughs> but we did. I, I spoke. Just spoke about Aquaman. We did get more news about Aquaman. More casting news.
1: Aquafina.
0: Yes. So the Hollywood Reporter, um, reported, haha, that they're added. They added three new cast members. India Moore, Johnny Zhao, and Vincent Regan, uh, to the cast. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Moore apparently is playing a long time DC character, karshan Is that how you say it? karshan karshan I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, entirely sure. Um Regan, Vincent Regan's playing um King Atlan. So obviously, we're probably gonna have some some right. flashback scenes. That's cool. Yep, and then Zhao is playing a new character named Stingray, which is really a perfect name for a movie about the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. And it also confirmed that Randall Park, who played Dr. Shin in the first one, will be back in the sequel. I'm pumped for that. I can't wait. So, I really hope
1: they lean heavily on Dr. Shin for or yeah.
0: 2. Uh, all good news. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, I'm not really familiar with these actors, but... you know, like. I'm gonna trust James Wan on this, right? Like, I
0: only know Regan um, because he's been in he's been around for a while, and he's been in other like smaller roles in films I've seen. But yeah, the other two I've never heard of.
1: Isn't this basically so. a recast of King Atlan from what we've gotten previously? Haven't they used the same actor from
0: whatever forms of Justice League and through Aquaman? Yeah, Graham McTavish played him in the first one. Okay, and they're re- obviously, but he didn't say anything. It was just kind of a visual in yeah. this. He's obviously going to have a speaking role.
1: I get, yeah, but I can't, so, see, I mean, uh, you know, Lost Kingdom, he might actually have a substantial role at some point.
0: Right. So I know. wonder if it's a time travel type film now that maybe, I think about.
1: Uh, I don't know, time travel, maybe ghosts. We'll see. I lean towards ghosts.
0: But I do like, I mean, obviously, we know all the other casts that are returning, except I think, um, God, what's her name? Nicole Kidman. I don't think she's coming back. But uh, Patrick Wilson will be back. Uh, Yaya Yaya will be back. Golf Lumber will be back. Golf's amazing. Yeah. So, Star
1: Studded Cast.
0: Yeah. But again, like another bit of information about this movie. And I I love the first one. So, I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. You
1: know, know, it'd be interesting to see what we do get from fandom, actually, because they just started filming. So.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe we'll get something similar that we got to the Black Adam stuff last year with The Rock and Noah Centineo, and he was in that. We'll get a nice
1: little video message from Momoa. Right? he won't wear a shirt. and will be drenched in water. It'll be fine. <laughs> no one will care what he has to say.
0: So yeah, but I really, really, uh, that's cool. Anytime like we're filling out the cast and adding new people, I hope these. I don't know, like I don't know these two actresses, so but I can definitely see how Regan can play King Atlan. Like that's a very, very, mm-hmm. very, very good casting decision. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be a very cool, uh, it's a cool time, man. We have all these films coming out. So it's a very cool time to be a DC fan. Hell yeah, buddy. Oh, I'm sure we'll get some Shazam stuff too at Fandom. I didn't even think about that, but I'm oh, sure we'll get some a of that. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have that as well. All right. Moving right along. Um, Everyone knows, everyone loves, well not everyone, most people love Frank Miller. (laughs) Uh, I do, especially I love Sin City and the Batman stuff he did and all the other things. And there's an article in the Hollywood Reporter saying that he's launching a series of NFTs based on Sin City. And he'll be auctioning them off starting, what's today? Wednesday actually, September 29th. So there's in the article they have a picture of Mark from Sin City. Yeah. In like this crystal it looks like a sketching in in the middle of crystal. That's looks pretty damn really,
1: awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool.
0: And that's one of the things that um he's going to be auctioning off. So what do you think I like NFTs I know they're I they're all the rage now. I didn't know what an NFT was. I I I had no idea. I was like what is an NFT? I
1: was waiting for them to explain it in the article and they never do. And I was like, "Oh, okay, it's like this Kind of image etched in crystal, like you said, um, it seems really cool. Uh, I would, I would consider getting some kind of Batman NFT uh, if they were available. Uh, so, yeah, not. they're
0: they're another way of um, how do I put the kind of another way of investing now. They're they're really the NFT stands for non fungible tokens. Yeah, um, it's blockchain technology. I'm not going to get into the whole what exactly it is, but it's just another way for people to um invest in things and for for these people who have them to make money that's pretty much what it is but guys definitely check out the article um you can see the picture of the the mickey Rourke etching is very very cool um there's supposedly going to be other ones uh a lot of stuff is coming on um with with comic creators the article goes in to say that uh, I, I think pete and i talked about this that um Substack, Subscription News as a Service, is enlisting top Marvel and DC writers uh, to do things. And Scott Snyder inked a deal with Comicology, Comicsology, sorry, um, to create digital comics. So that was pretty cool news that we're going to be getting st- more stuff from Scott Snyder. He has his own deal to create things for comics. We're reading
1: Nocturna stuff, and that's really good. So. So it's nice to know he's been finding success outside of the DC universe. Yeah. I know, I know a lot of these guys; they they really get excited, obviously, when their creation is a big hit. And his Nactara has been really fantastic. Him and Tony Daniel.
0: Yeah, so it should be fun. And the article they go, um, what's it called? They asked. They actually asked Miller about would he ever go back to do something like that, or would he do digital comics? And Pete, you would. His answer was. No, he prefers to do print. So I know you're someone who loves yeah, print. Yeah,
1: me and Frank.
0: So that's awesome. And they also asked him in the article if he would ever go back to doing something for DC. And he said, yes, he loves the characters. Marvel and DC, he said he'd, he'd be perfectly happy. To I'm sure he would.
1: We'd love, we'd love, And we'd love to have him back.
0: Right. So it, the article is very, um, it talks about the NFTs, but it also talks about Biller and where he's at with this stuff. And it's a pretty cool article. guys. So again, it's on the Hollywood Reporter. Check that out. Uh, and then let us know what you think when you read it.
1: Yeah, read buddy.
0: So we also got some other news that our friend Ryan Haas is probably very happy about. And of course, I'm talking about the announcement of an animated Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, man. Now, um, this came out, I want to say, middle of last... last no, at the end of last week. I think it was Friday. And... It has an all-star voice, voice cast, led by Chris Pratt, who's playing Mario, Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Keenan Michael Key as Toad, and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong.
1: I can't wait! I Can't <laughs> wait! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bring it on, man! I thought the Pratt
0: voice casting was a little different, but I'm willing to see. I want to see what he can do. Out.
1: I want to see what he can do. So. But Seth see.
0: Rogen is Donkey Kong?
1: Yeah, dude. And just
0: casting Charlie Day as Luigi, I already know the kind of character oh, Luigi's so. going to be. So <laughs> Well, that's who Luigi is. Um Yes. We already know who he's gonna be. So oh um, I, I was going to see Jack Black's name yes, on the list. I love Jack Black. Like that was awesome. Keegan Michael Keegan Michael Key is always awesome. Yes. Whatever he does. So and Anya Taylor Joy is like the hottest name in and actresses right now, like she's all over the place. She's all she's on top of the Holzman scale, yeah. So, well, not I don't know about that. I'm just saying, she's her name is very <laughs> popular right now. <laughs> I gotta turn this show into something it's not, Pete. <laughs> it's a family show. It, it, she's top of the scale. <laughs> I, said, I
1: didn't say anything.
0: Well, well, we know we mentioned Nico before, she is at the top of Nico's scale. I can tell you that
1: he has Elite, a crush Elite, on, Elite, yes.
0: He has a crush on her and he talks about her a lot. He's but got a again, crush
1: on that girl who plays Batgirl. He loves that girl. What's her name?
0: Yeah. Leslie Grace. Yeah. He loves that girl. I can't blame him. She's
1: a good looking woman. She's a good looking
0: woman. So this is awesome. This news is just really awesome. Um, I like how they're putting Donkey Kong in it. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, Donkey Kong's got a great history with Mario, so definitely. Yeah, um, he does. He does. But I like how it's the Super Mario Brothers movie, but Donkey Kong's in it. So I'm kind of liking...
1: When we review the movie, we'll have to have Haas on. He'll have to be on on the show.
0: Yes, we have to have him on. I wonder... It'll be interesting if he does anything for it, um, since he does the SMB movie archive. I'm sure he will. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Uh, Maybe maybe Um, he'll do
1: a satellite show.
0: Maybe he will. Maybe he will do a satellite show for this movie. But this is, this is awesome, and it came out of the blue. Like, I hadn't heard anything about this project. So that's yeah, the best thing here. for me. It just popped up, and I'm like, holy crap, look at this.
1: Yeah, I know. It wasn't even, like, a real article on THR either. It was just a tweet yep. and a video. And I was like, you guys didn't write an article on this? Why?
0: <laughs> so now that we're getting uh, Super Mario Brothers, are there any other titles, Pete, that you from Nintendo, that you think should get this an animated movie?
1: Hmm.
0: I'd like to see, like... A, a real
1: like donkey kong movie like i love donkey and diddy and all those guys mm-hmm. so like like i that would be something i'd be interested in, but I, I don't know like what about like the legend of zelda that'd be cool but that's definitely more serious that can, you could do that as like an actual movie
0: yeah you know? that's true that would be a cool live action one
1: yeah i think you'd do zelda really well done in live action
0: metroid i'm trying to think of all those cool games
1: but duck hunt yeah <laughs> Can you imagine making duck
0: hunt a video a movie? That would have to be like one of those spoof type films. Um and it probably would do terribly. <laughs> but uh if they ever did those ones, yeah, like the ones from the original console. Ooh. Like I would put up Legend of Zelda, that's one from the original console. Um but yeah man, those would be that would be hysterical. I think that would be very funny. They should do shorts. Maybe do shorts for like duck hunt and stuff. That'd be funny. But I'd lo- I love I love the Legend of Zelda as a kid, so I would love for that for them to do a Zelda movie. Yeah, it could um, be
1: epic, like Lord of the Rings style.
0: I think like Timothy Calamet could play, you know, Link, and I don't know. I'm just fan casting in my head now, but
1: I want a gold Blu-ray.
0: That would be yeah, right. That would be awesome because the game came in a go- was a gold cartridge yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It got stolen There's from no- me. It's a sore story. I brought it to school and someone stole it.
1: Why did you bring it to school? school?
0: I don't remember why I brought it. I probably was feeling, because I think I was one of the first kids who had it, so I was probably feeling my, I was like, hey, look, I got Legend of Zelda. Like, we can't play it, but I have it.
1: <laughs> and then someone stole it from my locker. Oh, man. How terrible is that? I was in third grade. You had a locker in third grade?
0: Yeah, I had a locker. In the back of the classroom. Like, there was lockers in the classroom. That's crazy.
1: Like, in the back. I don't know. You, I guess, and no one fessed up to
0: it? Nope. Nope. Someone in the, my class stole your... Not to go down memory lane of stuff that happened when I was in grammar school, but um, oh, I remember in fifth grade, I had nunchucks, because karate was big, and I had a pair of like plastic nunchucks, and I was using them, and they got taken from me, cause, and they threw them out. They didn't give them back. <laughs> I went to Catholic school, man. Those nuns did not play. Those nuns did not play at all. That's funny. <laughs> so... Oh God! all right well speaking of nunchucks and karate and that this is a weird transition but i'm gonna go there um I already did <laughs> shang chi uh in the box office eclipsed black widow as the highest grossing film during pa- a pandemic at the domestic box office so we're talking just about the united states um which is pretty cool uh pete have you seen it yet i have not actually no okay uh well, definitely go. It's definitely worth seeing in the theater. So I got it. I'm drawing me time, man. Yeah, if you get a chance, go, go to see it. But Black Widow was 183.4 million, and this surpassed that. So pretty. It's, I'm
1: just happy to hear people are going out to the movies and stuff, and uh, it's, it's good right. news.
0: So, I think that's the biggest takeaway, right? The, um Because I remember I was concerned during the pandemic that this was. The theaters were going to might go away, or we get less of them. And the fact that people are actually going out and going, and they still feel comfortable to go to the theater, is yep. really, really awesome. So, in other box office news, we also learned that Dune. Everyone's been concerned about Dune in the United States. Is it going to make enough money? Um, I know
1: Reno's concerned.
0: Well, I'm concerned too. I, I like what I've seen so far from the film um so i'm concerned because i want it to do well because i definitely want to see a sequel like Mm -hmm. i want to i want to get a sequel and this film obviously costs a ton of money to make it's this huge event so if it doesn't make it back or doesn't do well there's a chance that it's not going to get a sequel and the news coming out of europe uh, that it's been very good how long has Um, it been out in europe for oh let's see i think it came out the second week September. Oh wow. All, September. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's doing pretty well. Uh that's a big head start. It was released in Russia, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. And Russia in Russia it made 15 million. France it made thirty point four Germany 10.2. Italy 5.1, and Spain 4.9. Um, it also has additional 3.1 from IMAX screenings. So it's been performing very well, and the hope is that once it gets here, it does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh I know I'm interested in it, Pete. It's I don't know if you I are, don't know anything very...
1: about Doom, but like it's so like I just hear people on Twitter talk about it, and you know, and I've been interested in it because it's like oh, what is this? I know nothing about this. And I know there's the one in the '70s. I haven't watched that one, and you know, obviously, I talked to Reno, and Reno's so excited for this. <laughs> so
0: he's a big fan of Denis,
1: yeah, in
0: yeah. the new wave.
1: Denis, Denny, it is me, <laughs> Reno D. denis uh,
0: so, so yeah, I, it only dropped just, from first week interested. to second week. It only dropped 32%, which is very, very good. Okay. Um that's a that's a very solid uh drop off. So we'll see. We'll I gotta see check what it happens. out, man. It
1: sounds really interesting.
0: But definitely, yeah, definitely go well you definitely go check out Shang-Chi and then when Dune comes out. I mean, I would tell you to go see it just sight unseen, but if I'll let you know what I think after I see it. Okay. So it's going to be a very, very, um,
1: you should do, cool like a, you should do one of those car reviews after the movie. I usually do. This is Eric Holes This is ET Eric
0: tonight. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this because we talked about it a little bit before we came on and, uh i'm really really excited for this movie even though it's not from what i'm hearing it's not doing well but the final trailer from halloween kills uh came out and i thought it was great Uh, i liked the first one but this one was even better there's so many more like you see more of the characters and who who michael myers is interacting with Mm -hmm. um it's a little bit bloodier even though the first one had the thing where he put the bottle through that woman's neck like this is even a little more bloodier (laughs) than the first one was uh but it gives a little bit more detail into the story. Um, it definitely seems that he like I know we talked about in the after the first one that he's he's stronger. Like he's gotten stronger with each person he's killed, which I said before is like a Kruger Freddy Krueger thing but thing. But yeah, so what did you think, Pete? Because again, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic. Trailer. I thought it was intense. I thought it was
1: amazing. Uh I'm really pumped for this. I cannot wait to see this movie. Uh I loved watching all those people die. It was really Just fun to watch. Uh, It was cool to see the plot and how he's, you know, how he's you know seeking out specific people, killing certain people, and you know, it seems like we're gonna have a a showdown at the old Myers residence. Yeah, Um, and uh, and an
0: unmasking.
1: Yeah, I don't really care. Kind of hint, but uh, it seems to follow all the. I guess. People call them tropes, but I was like, this is kind of what I want out of a Halloween movie, like Laurie versus Michael and the Hot Right. Like what else do you want? It's like saying, I want to watch a Batman movie, but I don't want it to be like Batman versus the Joker in a final fight because it's kind of like cliche. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Shut
0: up. Or, or you don't want it to be Batman versus one of his villains at the end. Yeah. Like, I'd yeah. rather
1: have Batman fight this alien that he never
0: really fights. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah i mean that's what you want from a halloween film you want yeah, like bring it on the people you know yeah so i'm excited
1: I, I you know i i'm with you i hear I, that movie's not getting really reviewed well but yeah i was like was the other one reviewed well was it just like one of those things where fans liked and critics didn't like you know kind of like BVS. um <laughs> that's so, true uh we'll see i don't know I, I enjoyed the first one i'm sure i'll enjoy this one if i don't i don't but uh you know we'll see uh, i look i look forward to seeing it it's that yeah, Halloween movie in October. That sounds great to me.
0: Yep. So definitely, I mean, guys, if you haven't seen the new trailer, it's everywhere. You can go. The look only it up, question
1: is, what am I going it. to see more in the month of October? Many Saints of Newark or Halloween? <laughs> Honestly,
0: I think you'll probably see. I don't know. Halloween is on Peacock. So you, if you don't have Peacock, then you're not going to be able to see watch it at home. Just in the yeah, but if it's really good, I'll just keep buying tickets, right? Many Saints of Newark is going to be on HBO Max. That's true. It'll be interesting. Social so, experiment. It will be there. So it'll be interesting to see how you choose to um, devour that content. Put it that way. All right. So there's another interesting story in the Hollywood Reporter that I actually just read today and um, it's a, it's i think it's being made up to be bigger than it might actually be in the end but it's an interesting story anyway so the estates of a couple of the um the writers and creators of certain marvel characters are actually suing disney to um get them back to get the the state wants the rights back to the characters so disney is going in defending saying well marvel marvel it's actually marvel's Um, lawsuit disney Mm -hmm. i'm saying disney because they're the parent but it's actually marvel's lawsuit so marvel is saying that well when these were created these these characters were created they had the marvel method where basically they paid the writers and creators as freelance a wage but once the the they gave them the characters and were under the marvel heading marvel owned the rights to the characters that's how that works. So Disney is saying that should still be the case because, you know, that's how the this was set up back then. And that should be the case going forward. There was an attempt years ago with Spider-Man. Someone made the same attempt to try and um, do that. And it never it actually was being discussed by the Supreme Court because the case was going to go to the Supreme Court. And, you know, the Supreme Court only takes a certain number of cases. Um, but they were at Ruth Bader Ginsburg wanted to take this one. And it turned out that they wound up settling because I guess Disney didn't want to. It was Disney still at the time. They had already bought the rights. Disney didn't want to go into that kind of a thing and possibly mm-hmm. lose the rights uh, to Spider Man. Um, again. <laughs> again, yeah. So it was an interesting, um, interesting little development that I read in there. This article is very, very interesting because it could portend for other characters down the line, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it said, I believe. Hold on. I believe this one specifically was for um, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Dr. Strange, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, and Thor. Um, So think about that. Think about the MCU. If those characters, <laughs> well, that's why they're all,
1: they're all dead now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but think about it. If you, they don't have rights to those characters anymore. Now, yeah. obviously I'm sure they'll come to some kind of agreement. The thing is, if, the estates win then disney has to share the profits from the films with the estate and they're saying they're not doing anything for the they're not doing anything for the for the movie so why should they get paid like you know we have the rights to these characters why should they get paid but that's what they're wanting and i understand it from the people the the families of these guys who want yeah, to kind
1: i of... get the legacy point of view like my dad created this one whatever like i feel right. like i should some kind of residual maybe the, and you know they probably should to be honest with you you know like how many years was bill finger screwed out of recognition and You're right and it, it, to be honest and it's maybe for some recognition is just uh the the right amount of uh ret- retribute for something like this um you know I, I i see both sides but i also feel like it it's just greed. One greedy corporation just wanting as much money as possible. It's like, don't you get you guys print money? Come on, give me a break. You know, like, yeah, give this guy a, write this guy a check and just call it. Just call it even, and that's it. Like, you didn't create the character. I don't know. You know, so I don't know. I feel like I side more with the family and the legacy, but. It's I just, feel like in the long run there's going to be this, some kind of settlement. I don't think this is going to affect the MCU at all though. Like I I really right. don't I think whatever whatever I think it's probably been brought to light because of the MCU and now people exactly. people will listen to these people's claims and uh I, I think that's really what that's about. So
0: Yeah, I I agree. Like I think uh, so at, at the end of the day it's probably going to come down to some kind of settlement again. Um unless disney knows that they have a a very good shot of winning uh, then why would they settle but if they think it's possible that it could go the other way i think they'll probably just wind up settling this case but it is an interesting little interesting little story and i mean it's obviously adjacent to comic book characters because it's a really illegal matter but Uh, It's very, very interesting. So if you guys want to read up on it, it's in the Hollywood Reporter. I've seen it in Deadline as well. You guys can read it either of those places. Uh, But it's a very interesting case and just something I'll follow I'll definitely follow and see what happens because I, I'm interested in this stuff. So
1: Eric was a paralegal for a, a little bit, so he. I the, definitely
0: was. He, was li- he
1: likes guy. the legalities of these things. So
0: yeah, so I do enjoy these stories when they come into this world, especially like a world I'm interested outside of the legal side of it. Yeah, I enjoy these kinds of things. So I will definitely keep an eye on it. He
1: interned for stuff. Johnny Cochran's nephew, so, Billy Cochran. Oh,
0: I wish I did. I wish I interned. So for
1: Johnny Cochran. that's one of
0: Eric's great educational (laughs)
1: championships we don't discuss those enough maybe one day oh
0: no but i wish i did man i totally wish i did that would have been an awesome internship i probably would have become a lawyer had i done that really cochran that's a different story for a different time all right so pete we are at the we're kind of at the tail end of this season of dc's titans and we haven't really talked about it much well because you hate the show I love the show. I <laughs> review the show. What are you talking about? Come on, man. Come on, man. Anyway. Uh, so what is your, what is your opinion been so far of this season? I think, it, I, I think it's very good.
1: Um, it's still Stargirl. Still my favorite DC show. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see what doom patrol does. Um, but uh, I've, I've really liked what Titans does. I think Titans is at its best when it's very Batman heavy. <laughs> to be honest with you um the stuff with superboy has been okay uh i'm glad we finally got to see raven uh but overall i really like yep. the season and everything the jason todd stuff won me over and the more i that's watched it great. i thought that's been very good um i enjoyed what i i, I wish that can i get the scarecrow in a mask that's all i really want i would like to see him wear a mask at some point um I have a feeling we will, but I like. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this version of Bruce Wayne. It's so interesting. <laughs> like it, I, I just, I'm so <laughs> curious to find out what's what with this guy. Cause this is the most unique and just version of the character that I've ever seen before. So.
0: Yeah. The last episode, I think probably ruffled a lot of people, the purest feathers um, with the decisions that he made. Uh, you know, that I, I was even shocked that they went there. But uh, I've, this season has been so much fun to review because it's, you're right, it's been very Batman heavy. So it's stuff I'm very, very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been a really, really good season for character development. Yeah. A lot of times in the past, in the past seasons, they've de- started developing characters and then just dropped them and you don't really know anymore. And then you see them again and they're like fully formed or whatever. So this year, it's, it's taken a long time. I've loved the inclusion of Blackfire. I think she's been an excellent... She has been great, yes. ...part of the show. Uh, I love the co- growth Corey's gone through. I think she's getting um, stronger and more confident as the season, as the season goes on.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: again, you said the Jason Tossov has been incredible. Um, it's weird for me. The, the part of the show that's kind of maintained and hasn't really done much for me is the Dick Grayson story. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's there, But um, you know, for me, that hasn't been a huge draw. Like he's kind of been who he's always been in the show, which is fine. Uh, You always need a steadying presence, but I haven't really loved his stuff. Uh, What else was I gonna say? He's kind of the
1: driving force of the show. It's not really about him; he just keeps it moving,
0: right? Uh, Gar, I wish we'd see a little bit more with Gar and Superboy. Uh, I think the Superboy stuff. A lot
1: of stuff with Superboy,
0: right? The the stuff with him and Blackfire is great. (laughs) <laughs> that relationship is pretty awesome uh, but yeah overall the season has just been incredible the last episode uh, I mean I wrote the review about it already so I'll talk uh, how they bring Hank back in yes that was uh,
1: very good. very
0: good it was really really well done and to me the writing this season has been the best it's ever been I don't know if it's because of the increased budget that HBO gives them I think that's part of it yeah I'm sure that is Uh, I've liked, which is why I want to
1: see what Doom Patrol can do with this,
0: right? But you're right, about you're definitely right about this Bruce Wayne. It is a very different Bruce Wayne. He's he's so weird before, and it is confusing to people. Like I was pretty fine with it up until this last episode. Sometimes I like
1: it, sometimes I don't, and half the time I'm confused.
0: I'm like, what is
1: going on here with
0: this guy? Yeah, like I said, the last episode, that decision, I was kind of like, wow, okay, yeah, I was like, what? What are they doing? Uh. But it ends on a good note with him, so I'm not going to be too upset. Uh, And the resurrection of Donna, like you said, and then Rachel being back finally in the show. She, in the one episode, you can see how much she's grown uh, with her powers and how she's just so much more confident using them and understands them. So it's going to be an interesting last three episodes or four. It's 13 episodes. This was nine, so four um how the last four episodes end up because they do have a lot of a lot of loose ends to tie i think <laughs> so i'm hoping they don't rush it like they've done in the past and they actually hit each mark because that's the only thing for me that i'm waiting for now is the ending. a how good gonna, season finale yeah how are they going to end the season so i know you brought up doom patrol i know it's released i know it was released last thursday i haven't watched the first three episodes yet i do know they're out so guys, um, maybe our next show will go through the first three episodes or four. If you want
1: Eric to review Doom Patrol for Bof, send him a tweet. <sighs> Just uh, let's do eh4dpbof. That's the hashtag.
0: I'm going to edit this part out of the show.
1: <laughs> so if you want Eric to review Doom Patrol for Batman on Film, ehdpbof. That's the hashtag. Tweet him, tag straight out of Gotham, tag me, tag Eric, tag Billjet <laughs> Ramy Let's get Eric reviewing Doom Patrol for Batman in the film because you love his stuff. So here we go.
0: I wish it was on a different day. That's the only thing. I wish it was. They're both on Thursday. All right. So, so now, you, just, you know, you'll do one you'll do the other. Yeah, year. it's a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I do love the show, so it's not a hard review for me. I gotta I gotta
1: see so. what you think about these first three.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: I've, I've read some people. We've
0: been kind of iffy on them. I was, l- sensing I, I was iffy. iffy on them, too. I was
1: iffy. I was iffy. All right.
0: All right. So, so we'll I definitely was just to it.
1: hear what you have to say.
0: All right. We'll get there. We'll get there.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll get there. Definitely yep. the next show, guys. I'll definitely. We'll definitely talk to Doom Patrol in the next get show. Get it. Uh, so. All right. That's all we have for today. That's it, baby. That's it. That's it. Ryan Lauer's knocking at the door. He's trying to get in. <laughs> all right so pete let them know where they can find you and all
1: you your can stuff. follow me on social media that's twitter instagram and zach snyder's favorite bureau at pete illustrated you can follow this podcast the podcast you're listening to right now at straight underscore o underscore g straight out of gotham that's us listen to us here uh follow us there you can follow podcast number two the italian spider-man coalition podcast i co-host with shy town's finest sausage and meatball nico and nick caruso uh, that is at Italians for Spidey. Check out at Team Yellow Oval as we just can't champion the campaign of the return of Keaton and whatever that hybrid uh, bat suit that Andy Mucci, uh, showed us the other day. Check out my reviews of Detective Comics and other comic books on batmanonfilm.com. Check out Batman on Film YouTube for my video reviews uh, and interviews. Uh, i got toy reviews. I've got interviews with Uslan and Tara Strong and all that jazz. Uh, check out the Straight of Gotham Facebook page. Check out the Straight of Gotham group. Uh, check out Stranger Gotham on YouTube. Uh, check out our T Public store because there might be a shirt there. Still, I don't know.
0: <laughs> They're not taking down. Maybe yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens in October. We'll see how long it takes to take them down then. Uh, check out that stuff, uh, and that seems to be it. Take it away, uh, champion.
0: Yes, sir. So you guys, as you know, you can find me on Twitter at finally thirty three. Same on Instagram as well. You can find me, as Pete said, you can find us on Facebook, uh, both in our group and the show page and all that stuff is there. As I mentioned, I Long review Island Titans. Singles.com. we're on there too. <laughs> <laughs> I review Titans for I, um, for Batman on Films. I just, it was just posted up today, my, my reviews for the last two episodes. Guys, go there and check it out. If you want to talk to me, get at me. Talk to me about something that you disagree with or talk to me about something you agree with or whatever. Just hit me up on Twitter Get or in the, Doom comments, in the comments section as well. I, I do check the BOF comments section if you guys leave comments there about my reviews. Definitely love talking about the show, so you can hit me there as well. I believe that's it. Get Eric to review
1: Doom Patrol. for <laughs> <it> on film. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag E-H-D-P-B-O-F.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah.
1: Here we All go. Right.
0: All right, so Pete's got to run. So let's just wrap this up. I mean, so
1: for Brian Lauer's at the door, he's banging. Yes,
0: he's, he's knocking at the door. So for Pete Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Stray Out Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!